You are listening to The Beckett Cook Show with your host, Beckett Cook. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. To help support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the Beckett Cook Show. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star rating. Hey guys, welcome to the Beckett Cook Show. I'm Beckett Cook. And as you know, on the show, I like to take a look at the lies of the world, the lies of the culture, and try to find the truth underneath those lies, the biblical truth. And today I want to take a look at a story that that broke a couple weeks ago about Ellen Page. And many of you know who Ellen Page is. She's an actress. She was in the movie Juno. She was in the X-Men series. She, she's on a Netflix series called The Umbrella Academy. And she decided to become a man. And she calls herself Elliot Page now. And when I first saw this story, it really struck me at how Hollywood and the culture, there's this double standard because as a lot of you know, 11 years ago, I had this radical transformation to from atheism to Christianity, had this major road to Damascus conversion. And after that conversion, I no longer identified as gay. And I that was a label that I no longer use. And it's something that is a part of my past. And it's not something I would ever describe myself as. And so I, I, I live as a single celibate man, but the culture doesn't seem to like that very much. And even Hillary Clinton uh, tweeted a, a, a tweet in support of Elliot Page. And it says, it's wonderful to witness people becoming who they are. Congratulations, Elliot. And so I saw this and it just really struck me because when I became a Christian and I mean, I was just, I told everyone, you know, I told all of my friends uh, immediately. I told uh, my friends, my colleagues, my, I mean, I, I would work on, I was working on photo shoots as a production designer and I just would tell everyone <laughs> who would listen my story and tell them, you know, oh my gosh, I just met Jesus and my whole life has changed. And it's in, it's incredible. The gospel is true. God is real. Jesus is the son of God. He died for our sins. He rose from the grave and ascended into heaven. And if we put our trust in him, we have eternal life. And I was just so excited to share the gospel. And when I, when I t- told all of my friends, it took me about three weeks to kind of sit each of my close friends down and tell them that I was a Christian. And it was kind of this amazing period because I would sit them down and I would say, I have something really crazy to tell you. I mean, this is after 20 years, you know, in Hollywood, living in Los Angeles as a gay man, you know, going through many relationships with guys and, you know, all of my friends, half of my friends were gay, half were not, they were straight. But this was like a shock to their system when I told them I had, you know, I just became a Christian, an evangelical born again Christian. And they were stunned. And what was surprising is for the most part, 
they everyone was pretty supportive. There were a couple people who once, you know, they they understood that I no longer identified as gay and that was no longer a part of my life of of, you know, being with men or dating men. There are a couple people who really kind of freaked out over that. But for the most part, people were, you know, generally supportive and they were like, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you found your path, that kind of that kind of sentiment. And and even when I would talk about my faith on the set of photo shoots and uh, people were pretty supportive and kind of interested and intrigued by it all. Because again, the, the people I worked with, I had worked with these photographers and with these clients for many, many years. So they all knew me pretty well. And they were pretty shocked too, but they were more or less supportive. In this tweet from Elliot Page, he talks about, I'm just going to use the word, the pronoun he, but he talks about, you know, finally becoming his authentic self. And, and what's interesting is that day that I got saved, that when I was reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, I was genuinely, finally in my life, I was finally my authentic self. Like there is nothing more authentic than being who God created us to be. God created us to be in relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's as a, about as authentic, authentic as you can be. So Elliot Page is, is, you know, is very happy now to be his authentic self. And Hillary Clinton says, you know, it's wonderful to witness people becoming who they are. But is that true? Or is it just wonderful to witness people becoming who they are when it's, when it fits the popular cultural narrative of the day? Cause I don't think Hillary Clinton would tweet out, you know, a, a picture of my book, a change of affection and celebrate that and say, I'm so proud of Beckett for becoming who he really is. Um, because if she did that, she would be completely ostracized from society and would never be heard from again. And so that's where I find this kind of hypocrisy in our culture. Obviously, our culture is very upside down now. And, but this, this kind of specific hypocrisy is, is personal for me. It's, it affects my life and we'll get into that in a minute. It, it affects my job, my career, everything. And so in, in, in Hillary Clinton, and I think in 2008, she was opposed to same-sex marriage. It wasn't until 2013 that she gave, she finally gave her support for same-sex marriage when it was convenient and when all the political risk had disappeared. So it's just interesting how in our culture, whatever the world is saying at the moment, at the time, and if you agree with that, you're all good. But if, if you push back against that in any way, you're canceled. You're, you're done. So that's, that's what's really at stake here. And that's what I really want to get to. So Elliot's tweet begins on a positive note. He declares that he is lucky to have arrived in this place in his life and grateful to be able to finally pursue his authentic self. 
But then the the tweet kind of takes a sullen and almost even angry tone. And he says, like, my joy is real, but it is also fragile. He says, I'm scared. Uh, and and he, he then goes on to say that anyone who disagrees with him or opposes him in any way has blood on their hands. And see, again, that's just kind of like an upside down world. It's like, but... Do we really have blood on our hands if if we are don't completely jump on board with that decision to transition to becoming a man from a woman like is what is that all about what's interesting about Elliot saying my joy is real but it is also fragile is that his new self is so tenuous it's based on people's approval it's based on the affirmation and acceptance of others including hillary clinton and again i had a really successful production design career in hollywood for probably i think 20 years and in the fashion world i worked in the fashion world and but i was very much engaged in in the gay life in hollywood and gay culture in hollywood you know i attended gay pride parades in new york and san francisco and la and I even went to gay marriage uh, equality rallies in in West Hollywood. And, you know, for, for many, many years, I, of course, thought my identity as a gay man was immutable, that it was never going to change. This is who I was. And as a lot of you know from my book or just from my story, in 2009, I was at a coffee shop in Los Angeles and with my best friend who was gay and we were just chatting and we noticed people sitting next to us, young people with Bibles on the table. They ended up, we ended up in this long conversation with them. I asked them, you know, what they believed. Basically I asked them what the gospel was. And they said they went to a church in Hollywood called reality LA. And I asked them, well, what does your church believe about homosexuality? And they said, well, we believe it's a sin. And I had gotten to a point in my life where I had been everywhere, done it, had done everything, met everyone, was friends with everyone, traveled the world, and I still felt empty. And so when they told me that they believed homosexual behavior was a sin, I was kind of like, okay, well, I didn't freak out. I just kind of accepted that. And they ended up inviting me to their church the following Sunday. And I went, um, surprisingly, and I ended up getting saved that day. The very first time I stepped into an evangelical church in my life, I got saved. And it was the most powerful kind of road to Damascus moment. And it completely transformed my life. So as I said... You know, for the first kind of nine to 10 years of, of me being a Christian, it wasn't that it didn't really impact my, it impacted my friendship somewhat. Um, I, you know, it, my, my old friends, it just wasn't the same anymore. There was, it was difficult to talk because we didn't have that much in common anymore. All the things that really tied us together were kind of, unraveling and I because I you know I was now in Christ I was now a believer and I was so excited about the kingdom of God so it was difficult 
to sort of keep up with those old friendships. And, and even with my career, it was fine. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, lose jobs. It was weird because I was so, again, vocal on the set about Jesus and I was so excited to tell everyone the gospel. And I thought for sure that I would start losing jobs, that my agency would start getting complaints and that I would lose, you know, work. But it was a weird phenomenon because it's almost like I, my, the amount of jobs I got increased. So it was strange. It was got like God just kind of had his hand on me and allowed me in all those years. I mean, I was, you know, I was in Paris Hilton's kitchen, like preaching the gospel uh, when we were doing a shoot at her house and everywhere. I, went, I mean, all, all kinds of places with Katy Perry. I was preaching the gospel on a shoot with her and to everyone on the set. And, um, and it, so God kind of allowed that to happen. And I still was just getting job after job after job. And it wasn't until my book, A Change of Affection, A Gay Man's Incredible Story of Redemption, that book came out uh, in last year. And I think it was August 1st of, or July 31st of 2019. And as soon as that book, my book came out, suddenly everything changed. It's like, Boom. It was like my, my really close friends who I was still in contact with. I still had a pretty good cordial relationship with. I mean, these are friends that I was friends with since high school in Dallas, Texas, like really close friends who now they live out here and are part of the business in Hollywood. But as soon as my book came out, they, they completely cut off the relationship with me and I think two or three weeks after my book came out, I got an email from my agent, my production design agent, and it was kind of this really vague, strange email, but basically it was, the gist of it was, we're dropping you as a as an artist. We're no longer representing you. And it was kind of, it was it was bizarre. It just came out of nowhere because I had been working so much and I'd been making my agency so much money and I was working at these big jobs. And I think what happened is when my book came out, it just became impossible to be on the set with Jessica Chastain or Julia Roberts or, or it just became impossible to be, or Kate Blanchett, you know, to be on the set with them with a book out in the world like this, that a book, that basically said that homosexual behavior was a sin and that I was redeemed from that. And, you know, and I, I guarantee you, I promise you, if my book had been about, if, if it had just been a memoir about my life as a gay man in Hollywood and all the kind of fun stuff that happened and people I met and all this, if it had just been about that, I would have gotten so much praise from people in Hollywood and New York, people would have been beating down my door to, to hire me for more and more jobs. I would have been celebrated, but instead I lost my career. I lost, literally lost my livelihood when my book came out, but I'm not complaining. And I don't think of myself as a victim in any way, because I, what I gained in Christ, what I gained in Christ is absolutely priceless. And, and, and amazing. I mean, I have eternal life. I'm, 
an heir to God and a co-heir with Christ. I'm literally royalty, which is bizarre to even wrap your head around. And so what I gained, and I just like Paul, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I count everything as rubbish. Even my old career, my production design career, I count it as rubbish because of the, the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ. And once you know Jesus, once you are have a relationship with him, it doesn't really matter what happens. It doesn't matter if I have to end up working at, you know, I don't know, become a janitor or something. It doesn't matter because I have this relationship with the king of the universe. And it's so all-consuming. It's so fulfilling and so um, amazing that I, I don't ever regret writing my book and I don't ever regret coming out as, as a Christian. And Jesus, of course, said this to his followers. He warned his followers in the Gospels. He says, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. So, again, Elliot Page is of the world and the world loves him. The world loves him and the world praises him and applauds him for for this, you know, quote unquote, brave transition. Jesus goes on to say, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And that's true. It's true. If you are a Christian and you are vocal about it and you're open about it and you're out of the closet about it, the world's going to hate you. And you may even lose your job. You may even, you know, lose some friends. I, I don't know, because it's, it's a very contentious thing, especially now in our culture to be a Christian, to be a, you know, a, a genuine committed Christian. It's very contentious. And yes, of course, Losing those close friendships was very, very harsh on me. And losing that lucrative career was, was difficult. But I, knowing Christ is more than compensatory. It's, it's like there's nothing, you can't even compare it. So I, again, just like Paul, I count everything as loss. And I have, there's a funny story. I have a friend who, is a, a close friend who's a photographer in New York. She's, she does like lifestyle, fashion and celebrity photography. She's very, very successful. She, her, her photographs are really beautiful. And I, I've worked with her for many, many years, probably 15 years. And she and I over the years have become close friends. And she was doing this coffee table book, uh, this beautiful kind of photo- photography book about and it's called the authentics and it's all about what is it's called a lush the authentics a lush dive into the substance of style so it's kind of like a stylish beautiful book and it looks into the private worlds and gorgeous homes of creative trailblazers in art design and fashion around the world and it's funny because melanie her name is Melanie Acevedo. And she came to me, we were working on a job in LA and she asked me, she's like, do you have any friends that, you know, I can include in my book who, and, and I asked her about the book. I said, well, what is it about? And she said, it's about authentic people. But what she really meant, it was about off- fabulous people. But 
since authentic was kind of is kind of the catchword of the day, that's what the book is called. And so she said it's about authentic people and and blah blah blah, shooting them in their homes. And I said, but what about me? <laughs> I mean, half jokingly, I said, what about me? I'm the most authentic person you know, because she knew I was a Christian and she knew my whole story. I'm like, there's, it doesn't get more authentic than being in a relationship with Christ. There's nothing more authentic than that. So why don't you do, and why don't you include me in your book? And she kind of just like laughed and, and sort of was a little bit embarrassed by that. So she, she obviously didn't use me in her book, The Authentics. Now, I just want to be clear because I in no way want to minimize the suffering of those who who suffer from gender dysphoria and those who are attacked or even violently attacked for for being trans or or LGBTQ. I like I have nothing but compassion and love and and uh goodwill for those people and um, so I just want to be clear about that because I, uh, for, even for Elliot Page, for Ellen Page, I have nothing but love and compassion for her. What I'm really just talking about now is just the kind of hypocrisy of our culture and how it just loves and applauds certain things and then cancels other people for certain things. That's what's so kind of crazy when our culture is all about being true to yourself and self-expression and and being your authentic self. It's just funny that when I become my authentic self in Christ Jesus, the culture doesn't want to hear that. They don't like to hear that news. So that's what I just find kind of crazy and hypocritical. Now, the fundamental issue underneath all of this dysphoria or all of this uh, distortion is the fall, the fall of mankind that happened in the garden. When our primordial parents rebelled against God, everything became broken and sin came into the world and, and we're all born into sin. We're all born with original sin and that sin corrupts our mind, our wills, our our bodies. And, and so that's what's really underneath that because it distorts everything in us. And that causes this dys dysphoria. And when we come to Christ, when we are reconciled to God through Christ, that dysphoria disappears. It vanishes. And you have such peace in Christ. You, I mean, Jesus said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and light. I mean, who, what kind of, <laughs> there's no other place you can find that. There's no other person you can find that in. There's no other kind of choice you can make in life or becoming, uh, transitioning to becoming a man or whatever it is that will give you that peace, that peace that passes understanding. Jesus is the only one who can give that to you. So I just want to end on this note that we all struggle with dysphoria until we come to Christ. And, and I just want all of us to pray for Elliot Page, for Ellen Page, because I really, I mean, how amazing would it be to see Ellen Page come to Christ and really find genuine 
security and rest and not feel fragile and and actually have her feet firmly planted on the rock of Christ instead of on these shifting sands of our culture that are changing every day. We can't even keep up with it. So pray for Ellen Page. Pray that she she comes to Christ and finds that true, true identity and that true authenticity. By the way, I just I wrote an article based on this story for the Gospel Coalition. I think uh, it came out last week. So uh, we'll put the link in that below. Thank you guys for watching. And we will see you on the next episode of The Becca Cook Show. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And we'll see you then. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Becca Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of The Becca Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.